Welcome to the Coach's Edge podcast dedicated to teaching, sharing, and learning the game. Thank you for joining me today as we talk four out, one in offense with associate head coach at Southern Maine Community College, A.J. Burton. He is a Coach's Edge contributor, and this guy knows his offense front and back like the backside of his hand. And he recently spoke with some of our Coach's Edge members on the four out, one in. He broke down the things that he looks for. He broke down some of the drills that he uses. He showed video of his guys at practice working on their offense and how it progresses and builds up with some of the screens and the spacing and the locations and the timing that they use. And so we're going to let you listen in on about 10 minutes or so of what that part of the offense looks like for him. Some of the main things with this four out one in. Um, and, and what he tries to really implement with with his guys at Southern Maine. I think that uh, as a coach, even if you're a junior high coach, you're going to be able to listen to this and say, OK, there are specific things that I can now implement with my guys. And then at the end of uh, his audio segment, I'll break down a couple things additionally that stuck out to me on the four out one in. And the one reason I like the four out one in is I don't think the post game is going away. And, and when, as I say that, it seems like it's gone away now, but, but what I mean is it hasn't gone away for Coach Burton and his program. They found a ton of success with it. They're one of the top uh, CC teams in their division in, in the country, and they found a lot of success with it. And I think that as defenses start to really hone in on running more and more programs off of the three-point line, as programs are hunting layups, free throws, and threes more and more and more. It only makes sense that if you can have a player around the basket that can get high percentage shots, especially with the fact that so many players no longer know how to play post-defense, an offense like this can be extremely beneficial. Where I think post-play is going, and I'm trying not to get off topic, is I think we're not going to relegate bigs to posting up anymore. I think posting up is going to be anyone that has the ability to score around the basket. They're going to be the post player. And we're starting to see this transition already in the past few years, especially with the way Villanova runs. They're probably the best example. You know, you got those Barkley drives where, okay, we get cut off and then we turn our back and you start to body somebody in. And that's really where I think a lot of post play is going to go. I don't think it's going to disappear. I think we're just going to see that post play is now going to be for everyone, just like perimeter play is going to be, is already transitioned to being something that everyone can do. With that in mind, this is the last day to join the Coach's Edge. And listen, if you've been listening for a while, man, I appreciate you listening to this podcast. It is a small piece of everything that we do for coaches throughout the year with Coach's Edge and coachesedge.coach. This is the last day to join Coach's Edge coach before basketball season starts and we've had members using our site from california maine new york pennsylvania south carolina michigan ohio indiana i mean we're and I, maybe i missed some but we're we're slowly spreading throughout the united states which is exciting for me and where this is going to go in the next five to ten years so but we got members from all over the place this is your last day to register and i had a coach talk to me and say steve why don't you, you know, if you charge like $9.99 a month, you would get a ton of people to register for this. 
And man, I can't afford to put it at that price. And you can't either. Because what happens when you put something that's literally, that's cheap. That's too cheap. You get people to get the membership and they don't use it. They're not bought in to using everything that we provide to better themselves, their coaching staff, and their entire program. Secondly, it's already discount. The value added for three months is $99.99, and we cut it down to $64.99 for three months. With that in mind, it's not just me running the show. We got our web guy. We have two college coaches, AJ Burton and Drew Lehman, that are contributors. We have another high school coach, Anthony Troshak, who contributes. This is a full team that works on creating resources and content. They speak at our coaches edge meetings. Some of them have watched game film for other high school coaches. Like this is big. This isn't just you get a membership and you go on and there's some resources and videos and PDFs. That's just a piece of what we provide for our high school basketball coaches throughout the course of the year. So you're not just getting access to to me, which is, this is what I do full time, especially when it comes to, to player development, program development, working with different teams. But as I've traveled the country and get the chance to work with so many programs, when it hits basketball season, right? The coach is the one. Now, don't get me wrong. There's a couple programs that I'm a little more hands-on with where I'll go and, and I'll sit in the stands and I'll personally be there to watch games. But how can I help you as a coach when you're in season? That's through the coach's edge. It's through watching game film of your season through your coach's edge membership. So if you think you're a good fit and if you're like, I like the podcast, but Steve, I just don't think we're going to be a good fit. Hey, don't join. It is all, it's all good. I get it. But if you're on the fence, you say, man, I don't know if I can afford it. I'm saying, man, can you afford not to? Because jump, here's what I'm saying. Try it out for three months for $64.99 and just see the inside of everything that we try to do to help you as a coach. And know that it's not just this membership site that you get resources to. I will bend over backwards to help you this basketball season. And I will do that because this is my passion. This is my full-time job. This is what I love to do. Some people have a job. Some people have a career. Some people have a calling. And I love the game of basketball so much. I love seeing other people succeed. I love seeing other people do what they do well. And so that's why we've built this with Kramer Basketball and the Coach's Edge to help as many players and coaches as we possibly can. So it's C-O-A-C-H-S-E-D-G-E dot coach, coachesedge.coach to learn more. Thank you for checking out this podcast and listening to the four out one in motion offense. Thank you to AJ Burton for taking the time to be at our Coach's Edge call. Let's get to the show. So just real quick before we really start diving into um our stuff here, but I just want to share with you guys kind of like, you know, what our four out um, one in motion offense is, um, you know, like coach Kramer says, you know, we, we teach our guys how to play um, offense. You know, one of the things that we always say to guys like, Hey, we don't run offense. We play offense. Um, if we ran offense, we would be basically putting you in certain spots. Um, we're going to teach you how to play because 
the four guys that are on the perimeter in our offense are all interchangeable once the ball is established in the half court and we are then playing. Um, obviously, our one guy in is always going to be our post player. But with these guys, like we're going to give them freedom and flexibility on how we're going to play. But we're always going to have principles with these guys. Um, and they're expected to follow these principles in this offense. Um, one of the first things is obviously advance the pass, advance with the pass up the court if possible. And really by that, we mean it's like, hey, if it's an off a defensive rebound, we're transitional offense. If you can advance the ball, do so. Like we echo that to our point guards all the time. Um, one of the things that, uh, you know, again, we're a young team right now. So our guys that run the wings, they have the tendency right now. They're running the wings hard. It's great, but they don't have their heads turned. I said to our point guard one time, I'm like, look, I took this quote from my dad. He always shared this with me. I said to the, our point guard miles, I said, look, just throw it at their head. Either they're going to catch it or they're going to take it off the head. I'm like, if they take it off the head, they're going to learn quick. Um, so we've been really working hard with our guys um, on the wings. They've gotten much better with it um, as we've progressed throughout this preseason with practices, um, the ability to advance the ball up the floor. Um, another thing, too, we want to do is we want to change sides of the floor. Um, obviously, we play at the 30-second shot clock. You know, for us, that's probably definitely one, two. If we can change sides two to three times every time, all that's just simply doing is it's just forcing the defense having the shift which for us is going to lead into some great offensive looks um, that we can execute um, and capitalize on by just simply changing sides of the floor. You know, we're looking for some post inside touches. Um, again, we find it very great. And you guys all know this um, in an offensive game, when the ball goes in and then it's kicked out, higher percentage of getting shots up and hitting those shots too. Um, so that's another thing we preach to our guys in our offense. Um, you know, we share with them the definition of a good shot versus great shot. And that really simply is just that and one, one more pass. Um, you know, it's, it's just really good stuff. You know, the story I have with that is, you know, I shared it on the podcast with Coach Kramer when I first talked about it. But when I was a GA, I, I learned, you know, from Greg Popovich, you know, what they do. Um, Ray McCallum Sr. was the head coach of the men's team. His son was playing for the Spurs. He went down for a preseason uh, session um, for two or three practices. And one of the things he shared with me, um, again, I'm on the women's side, but it's my ability to pick his brain on it. I said, what was one thing you heard or you took away from there? And he's like, the amount of times that Popovich, his coaches, his players are all yelling, one more, one more, one more. So I took that to me as like, okay, these, these are pros saying one more. Why can't we sit, have our college kids and even our high school kids or even younger kids start echoing this stuff on the floor as well? Again, a communication piece. Um, and then the last thing in our uh, offense is, you know, on the perimeter, we always have to have four spots always filled. Um, the wing corner areas um, and the seams for us. Now, a lot of times that can be also known as slots, um, but those four spots always have to be filled on the perimeter. Um, after we have some cutting and some other action going on in our offense, the guys on the floor know, though, if there's an open vacant spot and we have an overload on one side, they got to communicate it out. The guy closest to has got to get to that spot. Again, we're trying to space, balance the floor um, in our offense. Some of the main actions that you would see in our offense is we set a lot of down screens, um, flare screens, and we set a lot of ball screens. Again, this all ties into a read and react style of offense. Just from the personnel side, um, I'll kind of skip over that transition piece. Um, but again, this is something I could share with you guys afterwards or in the next coming days with Coach Kramer, and he can just blast this out to everybody. But from a skill set personnel, you know, for us, 
you know, point guard wise, you know, obviously, you know, just being a perimeter player in our system, you got to have the ability to hit shots. Um, so as you see for the point guards and wings, definitely they have to be guys that can hit perimeter shots for us. Um, for, for a point guard, though, the ability to create and finish, again, similar to the wings, handling the ball, you know, screening action, again, with, without the ball. Um, again, we expect our wings to kind of do the same, but obviously our point guard, he's the one that's just initiating our offense. Once it's initiated, we really don't have a point guard on the floor. The only time that we would say our point guard to go get it is if we wanted to get into a set or a quick hitter for us. Um, but our foreman, who also plays on the perimeter for us, um, they are they're a very unique hybrid style player. They can play inside and outside. And a lot of that, again, is depending on the matchup. Um, a couple of years ago, we had a young man, um, Atencio Martin, who was our foreman. He was like 6'4", 6'5". But he was a guy where they put a big on him. We kept him out on the perimeter as a four. But if they switched the small onto him, well, we would just throw him in, tell him to go play inside. And we would tell our five man, hey, just play 18 feet out, but still be a part of the perimeter. But just at least try to be opposite of Atencio so we can get inside touches for him for some scores. Um, and then our fives, an inside presence. You got to have a demand for a ball. Um, I know sometimes it's very uncomfortable for post players. And again, the way that we play, it's very old, kind of like old school in ways where you don't see a true back to the basket kind of big anymore. You know, what we're going to say these guys like, look, you have to demand the ball. Cause again, in our offensive principles, we want to get inside touches. Now we say this to our perimeter guys, like, look, you got to be able to give it to him. If he's worked hard to get open and he's in good position, give it to him. Cause again, he knows if he doesn't have anything, he's going to kick the ball out. Like he's not going to be selfish and he's not going to, you know, take a ridiculous shot to where it's just an L on that possession for us. You know, they're going to know what's the right and wrong time to be aggressive with the ball and scoring opportunities there. Um, you know, obviously what's unique about our fives is, you know, being able to hit 15, 18 foot jump shots. Um, and I can show you guys a little bit once we get to some of the clips I'll show you. Um, that's just simply our eye cut action. Again, once we get to it, I'll explain it. Um, but also too, you know, like I mentioned, being comfortable to vacate the post area for a four man to post up, depending on the matchup there. Um, and then lastly, screen action. Yep, you're going to set on ball screens, um, but also too, you're going to be asked to set off ball screens too. Um, so again, very versatile, very unique style um, when it comes to the personnel side of things. Um, and just some common denominators. I mean, again, you know, we do have some guys that have basketball IQ. But if guys come in and they don't have the greatest basketball IQ, like that's okay. Like we'll be patient with you throughout the time, but we're also going to expect you to kind of like pick up on these things at a quicker rate, just so then you can get caught up to speed. Um, and then simply the footwork piece is, you know, the way that we run our offense off screening action and stuff. We want to make sure our perimeter guys have great footwork. Um, that includes our post players too. Um, and again, just overall reps is going to help polish, uh, these individuals um, for those moments of opportunity to find success in our offense. Um, obviously, I know, you know, Coach Kramer touched upon like that, the PDF file I have for our four out one in um, motion offense. Like, I'm not going to like open that up and go a deep dive in that. I just think you guys are probably wanting to see some clips and some action uh, of our buildup and how we implement the offense um, with our guys. So, again, you guys are going to get the little teaser little free trial here of what I'm putting together for coach Kramer um, on the coach's edge. I am going to put together a uh, 
a whole buildup of our offense from two on O leading up to five on O stuff here. Um, and then at the very end, once I show this stuff, we had a scrimmage last night. I just want to show you guys a clip uh, of our offense against like live action against the opponent. Um, so like, I'm so excited for when this is all, this is a, I mean, this is a big project that you've been working on for the coach's edge for a while. I'm juiced up, man. This is going to be so sweet when it's finished. Yeah. And it, and honestly too, it, it couldn't have come at a more perfect time. Like I mentioned, we're a young group. Um, in these clips, you're going to see, uh, like we had our returners here, but having the ability to grab some of my new guys and just throw them into the fire and kind of like, Hey, when this is all said and done, when we're done with this session, you're going to be one, two, three steps ahead of everybody else that wasn't, you know, available for this. So, you know, really kind of get things started. Um, let me just kind of go to our screening action here. A couple additional thoughts on the four out one in motion offense that I really wanted to emphasize that coach Burton had the chance to talk about with our coaches edge members. When it comes to your offense, a lot of it is that transition. So if we can advance the basketball up the court with a pass ball moves faster than the, the ball handler, that's key. So that, that's number one. Two, when we think about good offense, we're changing sides of the court, meaning the defense has to shift. And three, we want to get inside outside touches. So if as a team, if we can get the basketball up early, right? High percentage shots generally happen before the defense is set. If we can get the defense to shift laterally and then the defense to collapse in and out through inside touches, whether that's post touches or, or driving kicks, that's a basis, that's a foundation for a really good offense in general. And then teaching shot selection, which we've talked about a lot on the podcast, good shot versus great shot. Coach talked about that one more pass. And then understanding, okay, if we're running the four out, we really have to have these spots filled on the court quickly, the wing corner areas, the seams or the slots. And then as you build off that understanding, okay, do our guys know all of the, the timing with our screen reads? That's down screens, that's flare screens, getting into ball screens and all the different actions that come off of that. And coach uh, Burton did an awesome job of, of breaking down all the drills that they use in our presentation that our coaches as members will get, will get access to. He also did a great job of breaking down the personnel. If you're running the four out one in, do you have an understanding of the needs that need to be fit into this system? Point guard, the wings, the four fives, right? Now, as he mentioned in the, the podcast, really that point guard is, is just that initiator of the offense. And then once you get into it, they're really interchangeable pieces. But those, those players that are running up the wings, I mean, are they sprinting wide deep and wide in that wing corner area with their head turned, looking for that quick up. Do you have that trail player who is able to be opposite of the seam a lot of times as they're coming back in transition? And that player needs to be able to play inside out. They need to be comfortable um, setting screens as well as coming off of screens, being able to shoot the rock. And then that five, great rim runner. They need to be able to post up. And they also need to have the ability to step out a little bit. Maybe it's not stepping all the way to the three, but being able to give those eye cuts where they're going to 15 feet, whether that's, whether that's on the baseline, whether that's coming up to the high post 
They need to be comfortable setting off ball and on ball screens. Those are some of the skill sets of the personnel that we need. And then he talked about the personnel common denominators as well. Teaching basketball IQ. There's so much of playing out of this system. And so being able to rep out these situations, give your guys or your girls um, the different reads that are going to happen and to build their basketball IQ because you're teaching basketball. And one of my favorite quotes that he had was, we don't run offense, we play offense. You're teaching them to play within this offense, which I absolutely love. Now, this is a highly skilled type of offense. There's a lot of space involved. So making sure that you're putting an emphasis on your footwork, perimeter footwork and post footwork alike. So those are a couple of things that I wanted to emphasize with uh, Coach Burton's talk in his presentation that he did with some of our members. If you have questions about this, um, please let me know. Contact at KramerBasketball.com, at CoachesEdge1 on Twitter. Um, I'll tag Coach Burton on here as well, so you can follow him on Twitter. Follow uh, the Seawolves basketball program this winter. They're doing a lot of really exciting things. And don't forget, CoachesEdge.coach, last day to register. Join the squad. Join the team if you think we'd be a good fit. If you have questions, I'll be checking my email and Twitter account all day. Contact at KramerBasketball.com, at CoachesEdge1 on Twitter. And let's get together and see if we can be a good fit for the Coach's Edge membership. Thank you for listening. And as always, get after it today.